Hello, and welcome to episode 111 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm Ryan Rogers. This is Evan Etheridge. And is Colin McHugh the most hated man in Atlanta? Question mark? <laughs> let's let's start it. Let's start the, the trending on Twitter. <laughs> Colin McPoo. I got a new Colin, nickname. Colin McPoo. That's a that's a Frank the Tank name. If if Colin McHugh was on the Mets, he would be Colin McPoo. He would fit right in with Vogel Fat and uh there's some other ones. Easy out Escobar when Eduardo Escobar was on the Mets. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, kind of burying the lead with the last game of the week, but um, Braves are actually still playing right now. Travis Darno is working a pretty good at bat against Camilo Duvall, but they're down three with two outs in the night, so I'm going to assume they lose. If they end up coming back, we'll keep you updated, but uh, for now we're going to mark this one down as a loss. But still, the Braves had a pretty good week, um, even with losing one game to the Mets and losing one game to the Giants like they just did. Uh, they win two series. Um, going to San Francisco, start the road trip on a good note. And uh, yeah, another solid week. So yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the week as a whole before we dive into each game? Yeah, uh, we talked last week about how we had a sour taste in our mouth when we recorded the last podcast coming off a loss. But um, I, I, as you look at the whole week, it was a good week. Um, beat up on the Mets after after a slow start in game one. Um, you know, win the series against the Mets, win the series against the Giants. Uh, like you said, yeah, they're, they're going on a long road, road trip right now. So, um, you know, take it game by game, series by series. And, uh, yeah, it's was, it was good, good two out of three. Yeah. And you mentioned the sour taste in our mouth. Um, it's three weeks in a row now. The Braves have had a pretty brutal Sunday loss. Two weeks ago was another Colin McHugh experience against the Mets. If you remember that with Yanni Chirinos and all that. And then last week was the Kirby Yates disaster and also uh, Gabe Kapler being annoying. And then you had uh, Colin McHugh this week, which we'll get into later. But we will start off with the Mets series and uh, things did not get off to the best start as the Braves lose game one, 10 to four. Alan Winans got another shot against the Mets after he went seven shutout against them. And he was not as good this time. Uh, 4.1 innings pitched, seven earned runs, four Ks, give up two homers. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty rough start for him. And um, yeah, giving up seven runs, never good. But, uh, you know, doesn't these games really don't concern me a ton. Kind of like today's game, too, with Jared Schuster starting. These guys are not going to be pitching in playoff games. So nothing really worries me. Like, it sucks that they lose, but. You know, it's whatever kind of. So, what do you think about Game One here? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, you're just hoping they can go five, um, only giving up with you know two or three. Um, it, that, that that's really all you can ask for them uh, from these from these guys. But yeah, second time around against the Mets, uh, the last last one went really well. We ended up uh, blowing them out twenty-one to three as a football score. Um, but yeah, this time around, they they really got to him. They got to him early um, in the second, and then. Braves kind of got back into it with a couple home runs. Um, and then and then back in the fifth, um, Winans just did not have his stuff. And then it, it, it was just kind of like a domino effect from there. Braves offense went dead and 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 you know, you just chalk this one up as a loss and um you know try not to use too many arms. I know you brought in McHugh um for, for three. It was actually really good in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he gave kind me some funny. false hope. Um yeah. which is kind of funny. <laughs> so yeah. 
bad start to the series, but, um, you know, kind of just move along. I mean, you know, these games, like as bad as I want to win 110 games, it, it, it's all about conserving the players and, and, and the, the arms that we have. So, um, you know, bringing, bringing some young guys up to start like this is completely fine with me and, and, you know, get away with a win, you know, that's good, but if you lose it, it really doesn't matter. Um, this division's over, you know, like, um, we just gotta, just gotta get, get through the regular season at this point. Yeah, you can definitely tell that's uh, at least part of their thought process with the way they've managed some of these games lately. Um, you know, they're not going balls to the walls like they did last year. They don't have to, and they shouldn't. Um, but uh, there's still some things that they probably could still do to like still help the team win. Like I just keep on alluding to today because I'm just it's fresh on my it's fresh on your mind too. I I I bet. But uh, yeah, that thing Snitker did wrong in this one. I just kind of had to bring it out of the game. But uh, yeah. yeah. They lost, whatever. They won the next two, though. And uh, game two, three to two win. Pretty close one here. The Mets uh, get their only two runs and one swing in the sixth. Uh, Daniel Vogel back homer. But other than that, Braves get two in the second, one in the fifth. Um, Eddie Rosario hit a homer and Marcelo Zuna hit a homer. And those were all three runs. Those two guys have been awesome, especially Ozuna this week. I think uh, Eddie won player of the week last week. I think Ozuna is going to win it this week because – he is just like actually having just like a crazy good season now, which, you know, it still kind of amazes me. Um, and this one, Elder was pretty solid. 5.1 innings pitched, only one earned a run, struck out three. Solid start for him. He's been uh, pretty good, pretty good rebound for him after being sort of shaky uh, out, out of the all-star break. And then, uh, yeah, Pierce Johnson gave up the solo homer and that gave up the one elder run and one run charged to him. But then they go Jimenez mentored to Iglesias and the Braves won. Iglesias was a little bit shaky, but he got a double play ball. And um, yeah, all is well that ends well. Three to two victory. Nothing crazy, really. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, nothing crazy. Good good pitchers matchup. McGill definitely settled in. Yeah. Um, and, and and he was good. So um, yeah, shout out to our, our, our pitching. Um, I know Pierce Johnson came in and gave up a run, but after that, it was Jimenez, Minter, and Iglesias, all three scoreless frames. Um, just a good, solid win. Good, good way to come back from that, uh, from that first loss. Yep. And uh, game three was even better because it was just a dominant performance. Um, I was actually at this game in the building, and uh, Charlie Morton was awesome, and he continues to be crazy good. Um, seven shutout innings with eleven strikeouts, one walk, and two hits. You cannot really ask for much more. He was incredible, and the offense was super good. And this one, too, Ozuna homered again. Uh, Von Grissom got the start, and he had a triple. Um, so, you know, nice by him. He hasn't got, got a ton of playing time, but, uh, you know, nice to see him at a triple. And on that play, DJ Stewart absolutely ate it trying to get to that ball. He, like, tried to dive and get it, and then he kind of decided halfway that he didn't want to go anymore, and he just, like, kind of skid across the ground. So yeah, that was that was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, nice win, seven nothing. This was also another uh, four man booth game with Chipper Jones, John Smoltz, Frank Coor, and uh, Glavin. Didn't get to see it because I forgot they were doing it. And I went to the game, which that kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, you got any uh, highlights from the broadcast that I missed? <laughs> yeah, they were just they were just shooting the shit again, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're <laughs> there there was a lot of uh, poor and crown, poor poor and Larry crown references um no it was good man and and you knew the braves were going to come out um after last time they were in the fireworks um 
yeah, it, it was a really fun game and, and complete dominance. Like Charlie Morton now um, has really turned the season around. Like, yeah, he, he's been unbelievable. The strikeouts have been insane. I think he's striking out um, 38% of the batters right now he's facing um, for the season, which is absurd for Charlie Morton. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he's been unreal after, um, after some shaky starts and, 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 you know, he's had, to, he's had to answer some questions about retirement and, you know, now it's, uh, you know, who knows, we might see him back next year. Yeah, we might. And yeah, he has been really good. Um, he was another guy just like him and elder. They both had shaky starts to the second half after the break. Um, but I mean, Morton was pretty good in the second or in the first half. And then he kind of had that middle lull, but since then, um, He's been really good. He's thrown, let's see, uh, 18 straight shutout innings. It's pretty good. Uh, that does include the five shutout innings against the Mets where he did walk seven, but still <laughs> they were shutout innings. And um, But his last few starts, Mets and Yankees. Braves, um, actually kind of crazy. The last three Charlie Morton starts, the Braves have pitched a shutout in every game. So I guess the bullpen likes to pitch behind him too. So, But yeah, his numbers in the year are still very solid. 3-3-7 ERA. Striking out ten guys per nine, like you said, with that high strikeout rate, and like he's 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 pretty good. I have a lot more confidence in Morton than I did three weeks ago, for sure. Three weeks yeah. ago, we were like, when the whole rotation went through that terrible spell, everybody was particularly worried about Morton and Elder, and they've kind of bounced back. So definitely good to see um, from from those two guys. But yeah, Morton's just been awesome. So shout out to him. All right, we can uh, move on to this giant series. Uh, I'm sick of playing the Giants. I know things went pretty well for us, but I'm just tired of watching them play. <laughs> um, I'm sick of seeing Wilmer Flores and Tyro Estrada on my screen. But uh, Braves won game one, 5-1, to one, late night West Coast game on a Friday night. Uh, so always good to settle in for a late night game like that. And the Braves should get a solid win here. Uh, Michael Harris was awesome, 3-4 for four with a homer that almost went into McCovey Cove. He just missed it. Um he was the star offensive player. And on the pitching side, Strider, speaking of guys who have been awesome lately, he goes seven innings pitched, one earned run, nine Ks, which is pretty good. And a kind of funny note here, he struck out nine guys over seven innings pitched, and his strikeouts per nine went down. Mm. Mm. That's too bad. Uh, man. I, I know watching, <laughs> watching that game uh, in the seventh inning, I really wanted him to, to not give up that little – ground ball run to yeah in the seventh by you know jock had a triple off of him. yeah just kind of funny <laughs> but yeah i mean complete dominance here uh michael harris was awesome from the get-go um he's really fit really well into that number two slot i mean yeah uh, you know with, with ozzy being gone they had to move him up so um he looks really comfortable right there um you know it's working out it, it this this is so fun to watch michael harris just dominate man he's, he's been he's been fantastic since what july 13th i think is the date um you know from from his injury when he came back so he's been phenomenal and uh really carried really carried this game right here yeah they didn't need much but uh they got good performances from him and strider kind of a throwback to last year with how awesome those two guys were and uh yes yeah, all, all they really needed i mean um ronald had a double or not a double a triple in this game too um him and jock both they went into that alley where you know, you can just run forever. And uh, yeah, as far as the bullpen, Jimenez, they went ahead and used Iglesias up four just to nail things down. He had two strikeouts. So yeah, good pitching performance, good hitting, just solid win. And uh, game two, pretty similar. Another just nice, solid win. Seven to three, 
Braves win. Freed, I thought he was actually really good in this game. His line isn't super sexy or anything. Six innings pitched, two run runs, still solid. But he had eight Ks, which is good to see. And um, he gave up uh, two runs on one swing. It was a two-run homer from Wilmer Flores, who has sneakily been one of the best hitters in baseball since the start of June, and he just destroys lefty. So nothing like that you're ashamed of there. Wilmer Flores has a 903 OPS this year. It's not like you gave up something to, uh, let's see, Luis Matos. Sorry to throw you under the bus, but uh, Wilmer Flores is definitely a formidable hitter. But as far as the offense goes, Braves really good again. Riley hit his 30th homer. Arcia went deep. Um, Olsen had an RBI double. So, yeah, nice win, 7-3. to three. Yeah, pretty similar to game one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, boring is good here, and mm. – uh, that's exactly what the Braves are doing, especially with the rotation. Um, uh, you know, free, yeah, like you said, free was good. Um, he just gave up that home run. Uh, he's given up three home runs now in his last two starts. So, um, you know, that's that's a little concerning. But I mean, honestly, you know, Wilmer Flores is a good batter, and and yeah, for him to catch that, it, it is what it is. He made a mistake, and so, um, but yeah, I mean, bullpen was good, starting pitching was good, offense was good. That's the recipe for winning right here. Yeah. You know, like you said, boring is good when you're winning, and um, they did that. Now, game three was not boring at all. It was actually kind of a shit show, um, which we can get into now. And, uh, yeah, like we've already mentioned, we just keep getting these bad tastes in our mouths with these uh, rubber matches that they just can't – or not rubber matches, but uh, chances to sweep that they can't win. Um, but they lose 8-5. to five. Um, Jared Schuster pitched in this game, and he wasn't terrible. He really wasn't. Um, his line's pretty ugly, 4.2 innings pitch, four in runs, but two of those were the inherited runners that uh, Colin McHugh allowed. So, yeah, I mean, Schuster, we, we we know him at this point. His stuff isn't great, but if he would have got out of that, or if McHugh would have got out of it, rather, and he went 4.2, two in runs, you take that from him. So kind of unlucky with him, but, um, yeah, like like I said earlier, with like a Winans start or a Schuster start, I don't – really worry too much because these guys are just not in their long-term plans. But um, yeah, in this one, he gave up runs in the first and second inning. And then in the fifth, the Braves get three runs. Um, Travis Darno had a two-run single. He came around to score later on on a very nice slide that he made. And then uh, there was a super weird play with a runner on third, which was Arcia and Acuna up. And he had a chopper, like it was like, down the third baseline, the pitcher or the third baseman, or what was it actually? Was it down the first baseline? Yeah, it was down the it was it was right at the first baseman. So the yeah, first baseman yeah. charged. The pitcher went for it. Um and and the first baseman ended up getting it and flipping it to the pitcher. And then he flipped as, it to the second baseman. <laughs> yeah. The second baseman came over to cover the base. So it went from the first baseman who filled the ball to the he flipped it to the pitcher and then pitcher flipped it to the second baseman who was covering first. So it's kind of a wild play. Yeah, and then the second baseman Estrada throws home because Arcia tries to score, and um, they call him safe on the field, and they end up overturning it, which was super weird to me because it looked like there was not enough evidence at all. So I guess you could make the argument that the Braves got screwed out of a run right there because, you know, they the call was safe on the field and uh, there was not a lot of evidence. Like it was bang bang for sure. Like if he was called out on the field, he's probably out on review. It's kind of one of those plays, but yeah, probably one of the weirder double plays you'll ever see. But the Braves still at that point, they're up three to two. And uh, yeah, here's the Colin McHugh portion of the episode. Um, <laughs> bottom of the fifth, 
Schuster comes back out, um, has a couple of base runners on um, on uh, first and third, but he gets Estrada to strike out for the second out. And one more Flores coming up. We've already mentioned once he crushes lefties. So Snit actually kind of goes with an aggressive play here. I kind of thought he was just going to leave him in the face Flores. Wouldn't have shocked me one bit, but he actually goes to the bullpen in the fifth. And um, he brings in McHugh, which on its face is not the worst decision in the world. Just bring him in in that situation. He just had nothing. Um, he walks Flores. He then walks uh, J.D. Davis with the bases loaded to score run. And then Patrick Bailey doubles right over the glove of Matt Olson, which Olson, I mean, it, it was a really tough play. It would have been a crazy pick of him if you would have gotten that. So I'm not really blaming him. They've all scorched and had a ton of backspin. But that clears the bases and all of a sudden, the Giants have scored four runs in the fifth. And then, in the sixth, the Braves get two runs back on Azuna Homer. And then this is when things just got like, what the hell's going on? He brings McHugh back out for the sixth. And I know it's shocking, but he gives up two runs. So, um, yeah, I'll, the floor is yours with McHugh. His final line is 1.1 innings pitched, four earned runs, four walks, and three hits. So, uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> Um, he's not striking guys out. Um, he's walking batters and he's getting smacked. Like none of that is a recipe for being a major league pitcher. I, I don't understand it. Um, all of his, I mean, like, I, I, I really don't understand. I mean, bringing him in, 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 in the fifth inning is fine. Right. You're just asking for one out, but he can't even yeah. do that. Um, and, and then to bring him back out in the six, I don't understand at all because, um, Meckler ended up getting on uh, with a double, and then you intentionally walk Jock Peterson, who, yeah. has been, who has been horrible this entire series. Uh, e- even the last time we played him, Jock Peterson is a non-factor. Like he's not a guy that gets the Barry Bonds treatment. This he's is having a rough. He's having a rough stretch. And and I hate to cut you off, but the Giants also bunted in that ending yeah. when he's just on the ropes. Which I was like, okay, thanks. Like if this guy can't throw a strike, and you're bunting on the first pitch. Yeah, so he got that. He had that going for him also, and he still gave up two runs. It, it did, doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, if you're going to intentionally walk a guy, like take McHugh out. Like, I'd rather you take him out and and bring somebody else in, aka yeah. Tonkin, who was sitting the, the sitting there in the bullpen just watching it unfold. You you bring him in before you intentionally walk Jock Peterson. Like, I, it beats me, man. He I don't know if he's going to be on the playoff roster. Um, I yeah. I don't know. Like, if Dylan Lee comes back and he can go multiple innings, McHugh's gone. I don't care. Yeah, they have – it's an interesting situation because um, he is a vet and he was really good last year. And, I mean, Snit obviously loves him. <laughs> so, it is um, – it's going to be weird to see. Like, I had the thought earlier, like, when everybody comes back, when, uh, like you said, Dylan Lee, Jesse Chavez, Nick Anderson come back, like – you know, there's only so many spots in this bullpen, like, and the only two guys that I can see them cutting or Phantom Ielling or whatever, kind of like how to just deal with Yanni Chirinos, is McHugh and Brad Hand. And I only say Brad Hand because he can literally only face lefties. <laughs> so I don't know what they're going to do um, when those guys are ready. I mean, it's kind of clear they're kind of pushing it back, <laughs> kind of waiting for the September rosters to expand, expand so you get an extra pitcher and then you only have to make you know, limited amount of roster moves to, you know, get, because they got to get Nick Anderson back in there. They got to get Chavez and Lee back in there. You got to get these guys ready for the playoffs. They're going to be on the team. And McHugh just seems like the odd man out. And when you have Tonkin, 
who, you know, the irony of all this, Tonkin comes in after McHugh. He pitches 1.1 innings also, and he goes four up, four down, three strikeouts. <laughs> so you just kind of have a better version of McHugh on the team already. And, uh, yeah, it's like it's not like they don't have a long man in the bullpen. And even when you get into the playoffs, you know, you can kind of – you can maybe kick a starter back to the bullpen for length too. Like if you uh, if Kyle Wright, for example, if he's not fully built up yet to start, you could put him in the bullpen. He can go three innings out of the bullpen. If you don't want to start Bryce Selder, you can put Bryce Elder back there. Like you have options. And, uh, yeah, McHugh just doesn't seem like, you know, the, the best long man on the team. And it doesn't seem even close. And I just pulled up his baseball or his, his yeah his baseball savant page. Last year, a lot of red on it. You go to this year, and just everything has just plummeted. So it's not like he's getting unlucky either. Like he's just clearly fallen off. Yeah, it's not good. Um, this curveball isn't curving. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That yeah that that sweeper man when that first the first those first two at bats to Flores and uh, J D Davis he just kept throwing it. And every time it was in the other batter's box over and over. Yeah. So he relies on that pitch a lot. And I mean, when it's on, like the other night against the Mets, he's it's good. But it has been so spotty with command and just overall feel that it's hard. It's hard to put him in any high leverage situation. It really is. So I don't I don't know. But uh, he asked for the rest of this game. That was pretty much it. Um, the Braves really don't threat for the rest of the game. They lose eight to five. It's whatever. The Braves are. In really good shape still. <laughs> They're 84 and 45. These are just kind of things that we everybody's everybody was kind of upset about this one, but it's kind of the ones where you wake up the next day and you're not uh still thinking about it necessarily. So um, you know, gotta gotta have some kind of feelings, even though these games don't mean a ton, you know. Because what's the fun in just saying, Oh, this game means nothing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're moving on though. Um got the Rockies and the Dodgers. So yeah. Uh, no days off, big big West Coast swing. Um, I'm I'm very excited. Weekend series versus the Dodgers is going to be fantastic. Um, I know Mookie and and Freddie are making a charge for the MVP right now, and so you know hopefully our guy Acuna can show up in prime time and uh, you know make his case for MVP because it's getting tight. I mean, oh yeah, like like I don't even know if Acuna is is the favorite anymore. To be honest, um, it, it's getting tight. So um, I'm really really hoping Acuna has a you know, push for it and, you know, prime time this weekend and, and, and really into the last month of the season. He needs a big September, um, you know, to kind of make his claim. So just look out for that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, the, the MVP race is really heating up because Mookie Betts has just been crazy, like out of his mind good. And, and Freddie's still been really solid too. And it's not like Ronald's been bad. Like he's probably not having one of his better stretches, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the uh, the odds right now, and I think Mookie has jumped Ronald for um, the favor. Yeah, he has. So we'll see. I mean, if Ronald goes 30-60, which is kind of a gimme at this point, that's still a pretty compelling conversation. But um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. But uh, yeah, this Dodger series is kind of the last series that means like has like real significance. For the season, really, because right now the Braves have a four game lead over the Dodgers for best record in the NL. It's a four game series. So, uh, you know, if you do get swept, <laughs> they could catch you in one series, which I, I would not uh, predict that to happen. But um, 
you know, it's going to be a very interesting series. Probably like the last series of the regular season that I'm going to be actually like excited about going into. Because after that, it's kind of uh, really tails off September. You have some games against the Phillies, but like you said earlier, there's just really no division race. They're 12 and a half games up. So, uh, yeah. And right now, it's kind of funny. The Mets are in last. The Nationals are a game up on the Mets. <laughs> That's crazy. The Nationals the Nats- are surprising me. They're very the Nationals have this. They have the same record as the Padres. <laughs> After trading Juan Soto and all those guys, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah they're not a bad – they're only nine games under 500, you know. it's They yeah. could be good next year. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Colorado this week um, before the Dodgers end. One last thing we probably should note, I think Ozzy is going to come back tomorrow. Um, Snit said they're going to see how he feels tomorrow morning. And um, – if, if, I assume if he feels good, he's probably going to come back. So that'll be that'll be a nice boost. I guess the one interesting thing will be if they leave um, Von Grissom up. I don't know if they'll do that. They don't really seem to be uh, itching to give him playing time anyway, so they might just keep him. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Ozzy coming back. And I do believe the Braves will face two lefties against the Rockies in Coors. So that could be loud. So especially Ozzy coming back with how he is against the lefties. So, yeah, you got any uh, any more thoughts on the Rockies and Doyer series before we head out of here? Not really. I just want to shout out Marcelo Zuna. Like, yeah, we probably should talk about him a little more. He's yeah, he's probably going to win Player of the Week uh, right after Eddie did it. Um, he has five home runs and ten RBIs in his last six games, and you know he had one tonight. Um, he's unbelievable. Like. <laughs> Like he, he he's up to an 853 OPS. He's batting 262. Like if you would have told me this a month into the season, I would never million years believe. Like really, really just awesome stuff to see pulling around. Um, shout out to him, man. Ozuna from the Braves. Ozuna from the Braves, and yeah, it is unbelievable. He's up to 29 homers. Like his numbers are so good, and really, when you look at it, it's kind of funny. He's having his best full season since that 2017 season with the Marlins. Because if you don't count 2020, I mean, he was awesome to 2020, but that's 60 games. But he's having his best year, like his second best season of his entire career right now. And with how bad he was the past two years and the first month of the season, it is it really is crazy. So uh, I don't know what changed, what switch flipped, but, you know, he's he's our five-hole hitter. And it's like it feels right. Like, it feels like this is like this guy would be he's the best hitter on a lot of teams. So and he is just such a bonus piece for the Braves. I mean, when Ozzy comes back, he's probably going to get bumped down the lineup and he has an 857 OPS. So that's, you know, the Braves offense is un- unbelievable. So, yeah, shout out to Ozuna, probably going to win player of the week and a, a true comeback story with all of the stuff that has happened <laughs> with him. It's kind of, it really is crazy. And just how loved he is by everybody, like around the team, like everyone loves Ozuna, even after the stuff that he did, <laughs> which kind of shows you like the guy he is in the clubhouse. So yeah. And him being good is a huge lift. So um, yeah. Shout out Ozuna. All right. So yeah, I think we covered it all. Um, Next week will be our full blown Falcons preview episode. So we'll talk uh, some Braves, Dodgers, and some Falcons to go into detail as next Sunday is the last Sunday without football until, what, February? February 13th or whatever. <laughs> so Football is back, baby. Football is back. We had some college football uh, yesterday. 
watched some Notre Dame and Navy in Ireland. What a game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, football's back. We'll uh, deep dive into the Dirty Birds next week, talk some Falcons, all that good stuff. So if you uh, made it this far listening, we really, really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you.